Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. Welcome to our video news update, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, go around. This is my co-host. Patrick Green. And special guest, Mother 9000. Hi. Clara. Hi. And tonight, tonight we are here to discuss the breaking seismic news <laughs> that... <laughs> the nuclear explosion of news. Hulu slash 20th Century Films slash FX have decided to launch an alien series uh, being run by Noah Hawley of Legion and Fargo, and he's done some other things too. Um, and what do we know of the show right now? It is set in the not-too-distant future of Earth. It takes place on Earth, and they said it promised to have the horror of the first film with the action of the second so here we are, and and that's 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 the entire press update. That, 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 that was every detail that we got, because I know that because in the ten minutes that I was waiting for Zoom to connect, I was like, there has to be more out there on this somewhere. No, we know that one thing that the head of F, of FX, you know, said. I want to take a moment before we get into how seismic the news. That, <laughs> oh, you know what? I got a shock mount for this microphone, so now I'm not going to be smacking my mic anymore. Thank you very much, everybody. Nice. I can nice. wave my arms everywhere. <laughs> So I want to take a moment and just unpack what exactly is going on because so we knew there was this announcement happening. We knew there was this investors meeting. Things kind of started falling into place a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, we got this this timeline that like around 5.30 p.m. Jamie was like, this is going to be 5.30 p.m. or so your time that that the you know streaming announcements are going to start coming out. And I was like, oh, my God, because at that point I was in a two hour long <laughs> fucking holiday party playing piano and I could not I could not pay attention to like my pings on my phone. I was like, what is happening? The Phantom of the Opera is actually what I was. Um, but I was like, there must be crazy shit because my phone is like falling off the piano right now with the amount of messages that are coming in. But sure enough, I like look at it when I'm done. Ahsoka. And it's, oh my God, there's an Ahsoka series. <laughs> So just briefly, you know, for as a very high level thing, there's, you know, at least 10 new Star Wars series, right? There's 10 new Marvel um, properties. There are a total of 30 films between 15 in theaters and 15 that are developed for streaming only between live action and animated. And then there's uh, like, there's just so much shit to unpack. It's absolutely insane. But within that, of course, was this alien announcement, which um, I'm glad hasn't been totally swallowed up by the amount of other stuff going on. But what I want to unpack for a moment, though, briefly, just quickly, is that this is crazy because this is an alien announcement coming from Disney for one thing, which I'm still not used to yet, but it's not coming from Disney. It's coming from FX, which is coming from Hulu now. So we have a Disney adjacent, but Disney owned streaming service that now owns or is adjacently co-owning a cable <laughs> television station that is, <laughs> that is now uh, making adult content for the streaming platform owned by a company that owns another streaming platform owned by a media conglomerate. And the amount of like crazy, like just unpacking for a moment where we are right now in the media landscape. I don't think five years ago, even any of us would have been like the future of Alien is going to be a streaming series set on earth by the guy running Fargo uh, on a Disney owned platform. It's crazy. And yet here we are. And I'm very, very, very optimistic about this. But Clara, what are you, what are you thinking? Um, <laughs> how can I top that? Um, <laughs> like, to be honest, I did hear rumblings of this, but I don't think it was the same thing. There was some sort of series that was penned to happen. Yes, I yes. heard that it was going to happen on Hulu. I approached a bunch of artists who had generated concept art for it. And I had some confirmations that something was happening uh, regarding Colonial Marines, and then after the Disney takeover happened, it fizzled out. So that's that's as much news as I got in in terms of a Hulu alien streaming series. But everything, all of this is brand new. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I was dropping off my daughter in the morning, riding my bike, and I was like, I gotta get home. I gotta get home. <laughs> I'm I'm all I'm all I'm like texting Clara. I'm like, it's about an hour. It's about thirty minutes. Okay, they're coming down right now. <laughs> She's like, oh shit. <laughs> It's the best countdown ever. I haven't been this excited since Covenant. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's a huge deal. This is a new alien property. What the fuck? I mean, it's yeah. crazy. And also, there's all this additional drama because mm -hmm. Noah Hawley, of course, was rumored to be attached to this over a year ago. Like, well, mm -hmm. over in November of last Maybe year, two I think. years ago. Yeah, it like, was... it, the, the rumors have been out there for a very long time. And then he addressed them, of course. 
um, multiple times and said how this was like his dream. And he gave his whole treatise for how, you know, Jamie, of course, loved this. It should be about, about the characters and the aliens shouldn't even matter. It should be something where like the story works without any aliens in it, which, hey, I agree with. I think that's great. Um, yeah. and, and like to church. <laughs> Preach to me. Preach. Um, so, so that has been in the news cycle for a while. And then like last month it came up again and it was because of some fucking clickbait bullshit where they were like, Noah Hawley is, you know, confirmed to be, a, it's, we got this covered.com. Thank you very much. Who got nothing covered. They were like, Noah Hawley is attached to an alien series. Got and my dick covered. I got to say, I gotta say <laughs> they kind of did get this covered though, because it actually ended up being what was going on. I don't know how huh. that happened, but holy shit. Yeah, yeah, they I, take like really barely any rumors, something which is like a fume of a rumor, and then like times it by twenty just to get the clicks. So but, if right. anyone, please don't share. We got this covered ever. ever. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, and people do though because there's just a lot of people out there who see a headline and they share it, and that's why yeah, people and, and they're passionate. And they don't even read it. They don't even they, read it. And, it just, those sites take advantage of fans. It just pisses me off. Oh yeah, that's I why know, you have thousands excited. of fans. That's why yeah. you have thousands of people who don't wear masks because they don't pay attention. <laughs> Anyway, it's actually, and it's, actually um, it's not because that it's because we got this covered.com that they don't wear masks. I know, <laughs> it's I that know. fucking totally. site. There's a face hugger in those masks, don't wear them. <laughs> um, but I, it, uh, Holly actually spoke about this um, series. Well, he talked about what his series was going to be in a breakdown about three months ago, right? Three or four months ago. And then two days ago, he talked about it again. And they asked him about it. And of course, he was like, oh, I think about it. I go back to it every so often, being coy, obviously. <laughs> um, and to be honest with you, I knew something was coming. I didn't know what it was. I knew that um, they were sort of circling around a project or two. I had a suspicion it was going to be a, a streaming series. I think all of us have been um, have had that suspicion. But nothing was confirmed. The only person who sort of knew anything but wasn't talking has been Aaron Percival. Um, so someone decided to break their NDA and talk to him, motherfucker. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> we love you, Aaron. You're great. I know we do. He's awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really thrilled about this. I And there are some people poo-pooing the idea that's set on Earth already. I mean, there's, of course, already, oh my God, it's on Earth. Um, you know but, what? I haven't been on social media today uh, since this morning, and uh, and I could have I could have what? predicted that. <laughs> yeah, I know I go on social media once a year. I could I could uh, have predicted exactly. Like I know I already know. I, I was like, I bet there are so many people complaining about the Earth thing. To be fair, the track record for Fox owned properties, formerly Fox owned properties, being set on Earth doing well is not great. We tried this in some settings and it has to mixed results to put it lightly. Um, and I think a lot of us probably have a taste of predators in our mouth from a couple of years ago, you know, yeah. the predator. Yeah. Well, I also think that number one, if what we have always discussed, it, the setting isn't going to matter if the characters are good. The setting, the setting isn't going to matter if it's well-written. The setting isn't going to matter if, you know, you walk away from that first episode, like, Oh my God, that was great. The setting, it won't work if other things aren't working. And we all know this because we all have films that we don't like where something stops working. You're like, no, this isn't working for me. And then that in the, in the within the program isn't working for you. And then that other piece within the show isn't working for you too. That's how this works. It's all a domino effect. So I think people should, number one, remember that this is the guy responsible for Legion, one of the most mind-blowing shows that I've ever seen in my life. Have you seen it, Clara? Legion? I have. I didn't like Liar. the ending, but I don't. I really <laughs> TV series. Okay, <laughs> okay. To be fair, but I thought I thought it was very compelling. It had yeah. me watching to the very end, and yeah, yes, it was very good. It is, it is audacious, oh is what I would I would say about Legion. Yes. It's a brave show. That show is crazy. It is yeah. and FX. I love FX. They have a, such a great track record of really audacious entertainment. Like, I mean, there's no other network I, I can think of really where a show like Legion would do well, but FX like takes these very big gambles on very artful auteur driven things. Um, and they don't always pay off but when they do. I mean, like, you know, Taboo was on FX, right? Nip yes. Talk kind of changed those. Nip the, Talk. The, yes. The I love that was on show. FX, let alone Fargo, which I think season two of Fargo is one of the best. One of the oh, best is, television. I wonder, is Taboo on Hulu now? Cause I'm gonna yeah. watch that shit. Tonight. Yeah, all that shit's on Hulu now. Yeah. Okay. 
could be and what we do in the shadows one of one of the great comedic oh, television so series yeah. of all time on fx i mean you can scroll down and pretty much put anything on fx on and it will be great and noah hawley yeah. is behind quite a, a bit of it at this point and he yeah. has yet to let me down at all with anything that he's been attached to and i mean this is a guy who has been campaigning for this now for a long time this is a guy who's been keeping himself a little bit in the news cycle about it um, but doing so in a pretty respectful way, I think, and being and and making it clear that like he had a vision for this thing, and it just didn't come together the way that he thought it was going to come together. And yet, lo and behold, it actually did. I uh, so, to me something that I, I want to get your thoughts on uh, is the, so this is set in the not too distant future, right? The events of Prometheus take place in 2089 and 2093 is the actual mission, right? That's the dig is 2089. Uh, that's pretty distant future feeling to me this also takes place within the universe of alien they said correct so i'm thinking what uh, canonically speaking how is this going to fit in I'm, I'm i'm really curious about what that what that's going to look like what do you guys have any thoughts on that um can't say anything that'll get me in trouble <laughs> but <laughs> i think i think that it'll be a very interesting series like considering okay the time period because you know me in canon timelines it, it doesn't make sense that the aliens will be on Earth. So if this is going to be an alien series on Earth without aliens, and this is what Noah kind of led to in his conversation about the TV series before we knew it was going to go ahead, was that you write a really good series and then you drop aliens in it. What will that mean for all of the stuff that Ripley says? Like, we've got to prevent the aliens from getting to Earth. It'll destroy everything. You know, like, will, will this actually change current canon? Like, how is this going to affect the comic series coming out, the Cold Iron game to be announced, you know, the book series that are coming out in the future? I mean, like, it's it's really, are they rebooting everything? Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I yeah. don't know. It's, what if this is of, the ultimate retcon? What if this is, like, just fucking nuke the ground from orbit What retcon? if they retconned everything through a TV, like, TV <laughs> streaming series? Oh my, oh my god! It with rod ceiling. <laughs> Yo, people are gonna be pissed. But I, here's the I thing. <laughs> but here's the the uh, Rip Ripley was saying if this thing gets on Earth, she doesn't know it's already not on Earth. She doesn't. She has no idea what the company's doing. She, that ship woke her up, woke them up in the Stromo and sent them down to LB four two six. She has no idea what that company's been up to. She says that if it gets to Earth. It could already be on Earth. It could already have been on Earth, or they could have been cultivating oh, it, or or don't, whatever. Don't bring up AVP because no, I'm, yeah, I won't. I won't. <laughs> it's um, already bad enough. I tried to explain people to people that Alien and AVP are separate franchises. It's like, oh, oh but yeah. aliens are already on Earth. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some tweets no. about that. But I think what one thing we really have to uh, clarify. Uh, when Holly has been talking about this series before it was announced, he was saying, "Well, my thing was." What is the show about? You take out the aliens and you find out. And so people would then read it and literally translate it, meaning he wants to do a show called Alien with no aliens in it. That is not what he meant. What he meant was when you remove the aliens from the story, what's the story about? Um, it's about survival. It's about humans um, at their worst times and their best times. How do you react in a situation um, that your where your life is threatened that's what he was getting at it is a show with aliens you're not going to have a show called alien and not have aliens in it i mean come on um just so i, I just feel well, like I that's know. Important... Ridley scott did kind of say mm. that he was going to do that with the movies and he yeah well advanced advanced talks to exact advanced talks to executive produce so yeah but i, I it'll be in name only this is holly's thing and i think uh, I, I mean i don't know who's going to be listening to this or who's watching this um one thing that did that worries me not worries me but i am a little tiny bit concerned about terrified is the, is, <laughs> is the description they use it's going to have the horror of the first film i know action I of the that. second how many fucking movies have they said that this is they all happen? say and that shit, everything you know um yeah. don't don't present it to us and contextualize in a way where we're expecting what we've seen before if this show is going to work, it's going to be something we haven't seen before. We don't, I think we're all smart, adept people. Alien fans are smart. Don't feed us things that we've seen before. I don't think Noah Hawley is going to do that. In fact, I think who said that was 
some the head of FX. Yeah, of that, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. It was the guy who yeah. runs FX. Yeah, it wasn't no marketing Hollywood. guy, right? Yeah, it it's like wrong. stop marketing these films this way to the fan base. Wrong, right out of the gate, you're wrong. Don't do that. But again, it's his job to get people to watch it, you know. So, so I, I, I you know, I'm not. Let's tell them we're going to give them what exactly what they've seen before. It's going to be better. scary, but action packed, and maybe some boobs. It's like that's <laughs> the, the, the pitch, you know. That they, that they go. you know what? Best honestly, his mom's going to be in it. <laughs> Yo, it's going to be tight. <laughs> I think. Um, I, I think that we don't have anything. So here's the here's the the deal. Okay, we don't have anything to worry about from a story standpoint, from like a pure story standpoint, because Noah Hawley is brilliant and doesn't take chances on things that he can't pull off like he's he's great he's not he's show running he's also executive producing through his own company they're attached to it as well 26 keys like he he is not going to do something to embarrass his personal legacy from a storytelling standpoint so the story's going to work from a canon standpoint this is that to me is, is what will be extremely interesting and or 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 terrifying or both i mean I think, I mean, I mean, Clara, you know the timelines better than anybody does with this stuff, given the work you've done. I mean, I mean so I, I'm sure I will be coming to you with questions about things, but something to me, you know, obviously this throws the whole prequels into a lot of confusion because uh, like, first off, Jamie, I actually disagree with you. Um, oh, I think he, I, I think, I think Holly was saying that on purpose. I think he was saying, if you can have a really solid story and then drop an alien into it on, on purpose. I think that that in, in a way is kind of him laying expectations out a little bit that this is not going to focus on on a xenomorph at least that this is like although it's called alien and although it's such an iconic monster that like the show itself is not about that right so that's kind of what i think i think in well, addition to that i agree but uh, go ahead yeah i i think that the monster that we get though is not going to be a, a xenomorph I, I, it's not going to be a protomorph it's not going to be a neomorph it's not going to have I, anything I think to do with that it'll be like a variation that like kind of alien has kind of come to encompass so much more than just big chat or the warrior, you know what I mean? Um, there've been, you know, successful uh, uses of different aliens from like the current films and stuff like that in the RPG and, and people love it. So I don't see that as a bad thing if the TV series were to elaborate on that sort of like branch that we now have, which is like Prometheus and Covenant and maybe like having a touch of stuff that we are familiar with, like you know, the um, the colonial marines or the military or some sort of, like, scientific base which stuff is happening. I think this will be something definitely worth watching, discussing, and if anything, I really hope that the story is kind of relevant to, like, the sort of stuff that we're experiencing now so we can kind of relate it to our own lives. And we are experiencing an extremely alien moment, you know. Yeah, I mean, we're everyone's well, a possible not threat because Australians <laughs> yeah. are shit together. Yeah. Right? But in the United States, Clara's like, off on Thetis or wherever she is. Off, <laughs> she's off forward. world. <laughs> but we've been under fucking like lockdown for so long now. We are so afraid of each other now. Everything is an invisible pathogen. Everything could kill us or kill our loved ones. Like we are so used to this paranoia, and it's and it's doing things to us. And I am hoping that um, that somewhat fed into disney's decision to return to holly or to follow up on those talks because his pitch might have been changed somewhat by 2020's events and might be like geared toward that listen at the end of the day we are dealing with an extraordinary threat every single day of our lives in much of the world right now and that threat is alien right it's a, it's a threat that we can't see we can't touch we don't have a vocabulary to talk about it until it's too late it's something that gets its way into us and we don't even know it's there and then it and kills everyone right. might be infected so you have to be careful yeah you know it's right, it right. Make people your enemy in some ways you know and the exactly. news not being like people don't know what the truth is you know especially if you're talking about like transmitting information from like one galaxy to the other it's very very easy to see how rumors can generate and how false news can be like raised uh the facts can be erased it's just amazing and, and we're living it now and i think that that is like you're right like that is terrifying and it's so you know it's it's so much that we could mine for a really good alien series in the meantime and something that can be so believable and you know finally we believe in that whole like you know idiots taking their helmets off in the pyramid in prometheus <laughs> We can tell yes, Hol Holloway seriously. is an anti <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, yeah, I remember being so surprised in the film when I saw that, and now I'm like, ah, I'd buy it. <laughs> I, I run into people oh, like totally, that all the time. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Although I don't buy it from scientists. 
but I buy it. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Well, they're not really scientists for me. Yeah, but they're I, surf, I, like I said, surfers with hobbies. Right. Um. <laughs> I, I I feel like like that. I, to me, that's what's interesting about this. I I don't think that this. Listen, if they if they introduce xenomorphs, it will it will be such a cascading amount of retcons that we'll have to make up. For I don't it. think it so, just, Patrick. How would you have xenomorph? Well, it depends when it takes place, right? If, we don't if, know those the aliens. We don't know what, what Wayland Yutani has done. We don't know. There's so much we don't know. There's yeah, so what much if unexplained. They just nuke the site on or- from orbit, <laughs> like all of it just disappears. <laughs> <laughs> or even to your point, where maybe um, we're not going to see the big chap iteration or whatever. Maybe it's going to be a different iteration of the alien. The the at the end of the day. The alien is only going to be as effective as it's as the characters are, right? We're only going to be as scared of it, or it's only going to be as threatening in whatever form it takes, as the characters are making us believe it is threatening or scary. Um, so it's really dependent upon the context of the show. Do I think that I think that this is a hard thing to sell? But I also think, even though the alien fandom might be in a better place than it was, you know, fall of twenty seventeen. 2018 things are better you still have a bunch of people who are possessive afraid um they've been wronged essentially by the studio over and over they've been given two films where there's been huge swathes of people who love it huge swathes of people who don't some people in the middle some people who absolutely can't stand it um and all of the different types of people in between so this is a fan base that really needs a good hit we really do this show has got to knock it out of the park and that's scary it's a scary thing i believe that noah holly can do it in fact i don't usually like when i went in to see prometheus and certainly with covenant i knew it was ridley scott so my expectations were like oh wow yeah this is ridley scott we're back there you go um my expectations since then has been like well whatever film comes next or whatever my expectations are going to be low and i'm just gonna be like yeah we'll see but with holly aboard my expectations are sky high um because he has not let me down yet he's like the denival move of of shows right now i mean it's not to say that he's this perfect filmmaker or creator or showrunner but he has a really stellar track record uh, i i think and he's an intelligent thinker you can tell by how he speaks. You can tell by, you know, in terms of when we're speak, listening to him or we're, when we're reading his words, this guy is breaking down why things are successful and they're not. What is it about character that draws us in? Why Legion was so powerful wasn't just because the way it was filmed. It was because the characters were inhabited. Like, what's her name who played the, the bad guy in that show um, from The Office? What's her name? Um, um, the bad person, not bad guy. <laughs> Uh, whatever her name is. She's in a new movie coming up. I love her. I think she's great. Aubrey Plaza. Something. Aubrey something. Yeah. Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Um, yeah. Yeah. She, she's not uh, in the office, though. She was, she's on Parks and Rec. Oh, you're right. Parks and Rec. Yeah. Uh, how she became the... I mean, I will never look at her the same way. She was so incredibly That's effective. Great, great part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, she should have been nominated for an award for that role. Like, she was just so... But Holly understood the nuances of her character, the fa- how multifaceted she was. Again, I'm not going to go and sit, I'm not going to sit down when I fly to, uh, to Connecticut and watch this with Patrick when it releases. Oh, fucking yeah. You can sleep over all week, boy. <laughs> I hope they drop it all at once. Um, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to expect that this is going to be this perfect thing. It's going to be amazing because you will be let down. I, I have, I, my hopes I'm, are high. I'm just but... going to keep myself reserved because I, I, I can't stand any more heartbreak. <laughs> well, but Clara, if Ridley Scott was doing the show by himself, would you be still be reserved? Probably. I, I would be actually, especially really? after yeah. the what I've experienced with Raised by Wolves. <laughs> Even though he only directed like two episodes, I love Ridley. I really do, but but that show just, yeah. <laughs> and 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 if you if he were to have his hand at Alien again, I would only be satisfied with watching the continuation of David's story just to, to mm-hmm. see the end, and mm-hmm. then that's it. I'm I'm done. <laughs> uh, to S- Stephen Gray, who says I don't want to see a deep faked Ripley. Ripley's not a part of the story. This set the story is set in the same universe, and it's. A hundred years before she's even born. Um, 
I, I, I don't think that they're going to even involve themselves in that baggage. Not that Ripley is baggage, but she would be baggage at that point. Um, she would weigh the way down. Do I actually know they're not going to include Ripley? No, but why would they? Like, in a, say, okay, not too distant future. <laughs> so great grandmother. Maybe tw- maybe twenty fifty, right? If the not too distant future, that's just a per se like. In the first, oh, I hope they don't do Ripley's the, mom. Like, please, mom. No, oh my god, that'd be fucking awful. Um, Elena, <laughs> Elena, <laughs> Elaine Ripley. Uh, but when the first alien was 2179, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no way Ripley would be deep faked in 2050 or 2075. Well, we, she, we don't, I mean, they just said that she wouldn't be born, and her mother no wouldn't idea. have even been born at that point, you know. I, I I don't get the sense at all that Noah Hawley's going to have any no, Ripley. No, it won't be going on. I, 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 my opinion on this is that it will actually be really very far removed from the films. I, I think that this will stand on its own as a little side, as a side yep. piece that talks about things that set into motion events that come hundreds of years or a hundred years later. But I think that like for the purposes of this show, I think it's going to be a little bit of an island. Um, and and I, I would love that because two reasons. One reason is the expectations are different. For one thing, this is not a film. This is not going out in theaters. If theaters exist anymore, who knows? This is something that is, is direct to it. streaming. And it's direct. <laughs> it's it specifically has, you know, a television budget. It's a smaller story. It's a smaller scale. The, the if it doesn't work well, it's okay. It's quote unquote just a show. There's a lot of other content out there. It's not like a flagship tentpole movie release. Hope they shoot in LA. That'd be great. I think I know somebody who lives in LA. Me. <laughs> Um, but uh, so there's that but also the difference with uh, expectations is that if you make a story that is adjacent and not so slavishly set up to have to set into motion things that happen in the future then like you can play around with it and Noah Hawley does his best work when he tries batshit crazy things and I, I love that about him as a showrunner and Legion is a great example of that but honestly Fargo I, I think is just it's just one of the best shows I've ever seen and and mm-hmm. I, I keep going back to the second season because to me that's like the high point of Fargo to me that is a show that is juggling so many storylines in such a crazy way and it's so heartfelt and earnest and funny somehow and it's just all of these great things that captures something the Coen brothers I think tried to get and couldn't even quite get to it's like something deeper at the essence of what the point of Fargo as an idea is right and I think that um, he's somebody who understands ideas and characters really well. And I think if he can get at the essence of what Ridley was doing, if he can get at the heart of that and tell us a new story that doesn't put things in jeopardy in the future and allows us to sort of live on this island, then that would be great. But um, that being said, we are having all of this, you know, with about one paragraph of information to go on. So this is all very much not reporting yeah. facts to you people. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm really excited to see what Earth looks like in this time period because yes, you know, as, as you know we've seen a, a glimpse of it in um prometheus in in um the beginning we've also seen a glimpse of it at the end of um resurrection, Alien resurrection. we've Which also seen it. a glimpse of it mm. <laughs> we've also seen a glimpse of it in the in the cut scenes of um alien covenant, covenant and also yeah. in um the comic series aliens uh resistance mm. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> and and well, what we've had is like a lot of varying types of like images of what Earth is perceived like in, in different areas, obviously, because, you know, but like living conditions, government conditions, laws, people, you know, everything could vastly be different in different parts of the world. We, we know that it's different now, like, you know, in Australia where there's no COVID. <laughs> I'm going to keep rubbing that in. Um, <laughs> And, and I think I think it's going to be really great to be able to like I don't know maybe see the offices of Wayland or maybe see like the 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 all like the corporate um, espionage or that sort of stuff going on or you know another character that we can kind of follow through the universe and and see their untimely demise because that's always the way it goes but like I would love to see that um, I love that idea. Mm, I, I think I think we've got a lot to be excited about. I, I think I agree. Jamie may have like tapped into it early on with the you know the um the transmission series that uh me and oh um, yeah yeah did. Out- Outland 
Yeah. So what if they like do some episodes like that? Like they're at a communication station on Earth and they're getting all of these like SOS calls from space and like they're trying to like help these people survive. That would be amazing. Yo, what if this that is a prequel to Alien Outland, our perfect organism <laughs> web series, which you can see on YouTube right now? <laughs> um, I just want to jump on that really quick. I, I, I love the idea of so, so Clara, all of the properties you mentioned that have shown Earth so far in Alien are significantly far in the future, right? I mean, you have Resurrection, which takes place in like 4,000. It's like so far in the future. You have, you know, the events of... Um, Ripley uh, died 200 years ago. <laughs> right, yeah, it's, it's so far in the future. Uh, but even like in, in Prometheus, which, which of course is, you know, within at least this century, uh, we don't really see Earth in any real meaningful way. We see like dig sites and stuff, right? I think that it would be really cool to see what like a near Earth could look like, especially... What you were saying in a time when Wayland Yutani was basically like Amazon or Disney, when Wayland was like <laughs> just this upstart, you know, like a corporation that was buying a lot of property stuff, making big investor announcements today, you know, putting all of these new movies out. I, Disney is like feeling like fucking Wayland Yutani to me right now <laughs> because I was realizing, like, oh my God, almost all of my favorite pop culture properties are just owned by one company now. And it is crazy to me. And, and it's a little bit- And then one day they're going to get bought out by Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> and they become Wayland Utani in the events of Noah Hawley's new alien streaming series. Yeah. That's, funny. It would be cool that's a huge arc, I think, just, just briefly. I, I think that like Wayland Utani, as we've talked about on the show before, is something that's like completely unexplored for the most part. And that, and that is something that you don't have to fuck around with xenomorphs to see real monsters in that. And I think that that could be a wonderful, you know, and we could go almost like the alien rogue route or something where they're doing genetic engineering and they're, you know, fucking around with things that they shouldn't be fucking around with and things are getting out of hand. And they, you know, they contain and they stifle that the story before it gets out and they uh, become this like evil empire a little bit. So, sorry, Jamie, go ahead. No, uh, two questions. Well, one thing and uh, one thing to say and a question for both of you. Uh, my main concern is that they make the aliens scary, whatever it is, whatever we see, whatever form it takes, which I do hope they go back to Giger's, some of Giger's aesthetics, because really that was truly scary. I mean, I love the neomorph and it, it really love... depends on whether Disney is going to pay whatever fee it is. To That's true. That's true. Work. They have the money. Yeah, they have the money. <laughs> they they do. Can do it. Um, so, but they also my, have the money I, to pay Alan Dean Foster. <clears throat> that's true too. Oh my that's God, I know. Yeah, we, yeah, Claire, we, you and I haven't. <laughs> Sorry, about this. I'm still very angry about that. Oh, I've been so <laughs> fucking mad about this offline. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, I'm so but uh, I really, they really have to make the creature scary. They have to make it fucking scary. That's part of it, and that's a hard job to do. I think Noah Hawley is up to it, but I don't want people to go, "Oh, cool." No, I wasn't scared by it, but like, I want it to fucking scare people and you can do that there are ways to do that it just takes some work and i think no holly and crew are probably up to the task uh next question would be what are you guys the most concerned about with a, this series as it's denounced with the very little information that we know you first patrick <laughs> Uh, I'm distracted by the fact that we have 70 comments. I forgot that. I yeah, we need to go down the list. I forgot that after this is yeah, right, so I forgot we were doing that. Phone. I was like, oh my God, we got to get to these amazing comments coming in. In terms of things that I'm concerned about personally, one of my deepest fear mm -hmm. is that we're getting the ultimate Blomkamp moment and that this will retcon everything essentially at this point. But they and didn't they, say they, it would. I, I that's I, I know I, no you asked me what my fear was I'm saying oh my, I see I see, I see what you mean. I, it's Got unfounded it. on anything Got it. Got but it. it's it's where my heart goes because mm -hmm. like I, I feel like we dodged a really big bullet with that because from a commercial standpoint retconning alien 3 makes a lot of sense unfortunately right but from an artistic standpoint it doesn't and from a fandom standpoint it doesn't um and and like Disney is oh my god they are like so fucking powerful in entertainment right now that they can essentially do anything that they want to do they have so much power in this situation and I hope that they wield it well. And I hope that they do what they have not done so far. And, uh, so, you know, I, my, my fear comes from this Alan Dean Foster situation, for example, which I think is still is just a, an atrocity. It comes from other royalty things that they've been doing. It comes from their copywriting issues. It comes from their patent issues. It comes from the fact that they're stifling creativity in some ways. It comes from the fact that they're allowing blatant plagiarism to happen. It comes from the fact that they're just destroying some independent publishing opportunities for Dark Horse and doing it in a really unjust and, and pretty cold-hearted way, I think. 
it comes from this fear that I have. And I fucking love Disney. I'm not complaining about them as a company because I, I adore Disney as a company. I adore much of what they do. But with Alien, they have been bulldozing things lately. So my, my fear is that that bulldozer will keep going right over some established canon that we care a lot about. And I would really hate to see that. It's not founded on anything factual. Mm-hmm. It's nothing more than just what I'm most afraid of. But do I think that will happen? I, I actually don't. And I think part of why it won't happen is because Noah Hawley is attached to it and he is obsessed with Alien. He's loved it for his entire life. I think it won't happen because Ridley Scott is in advanced talks to join as the executive producer as well. And I think Ridley would obviously would have a vested interest in making sure that his films aren't written over. I think that the people who are attached to it are people who care tremendously about the legacy of the franchise. And I don't think that's going to happen whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have the same fears. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm always concerned about the creators that are involved in the Alien series, uh, whether they're getting paid a living wage, whether they're being paid the credit due for the work that they've done, um, whether people are putting them into unjust deals, such as not paying out, um, uh, paying out, uh, contracts that they inherit when they buy a company. Um, I I believe that, you know, Walt Disney would roll in his grave if he saw, like, the sort of decisions that were being made right now on the, on the company on behalf of his name. It's just against every single, you know, aspect of his being as someone who wanted to support creators from the start. Uh, so, yeah, like, as for story concerns, like you said, Noah Hawley is a sure bet. Um, and, uh, you know, Ridley Scott producing, I really love a lot of the series that Ridley Scott has released as a producer. Um, not all of it, as you know, <laughs> but, you know, the, there's room for mistakes, and I don't think that there can be a mistake um, with Noah Hawley at the helm, because he's been working on this for a very, very long time, from as early as we heard um, the rumours from, like, a casting agent working on the series, like, two, three years ago to, you know, me getting concept art two years ago and then, you know, you guys getting the news a lot earlier this year. I mean, it's it's definitely, it's been something in the works for such a long time. And I think with a longer uh, pre-production, there's less wrong that can happen. It's not mm-hmm. rushed. They've had time to, like, really think about what's happening. And I hope that, um, in a way, it's it's going to be unifying for the fan base. Oh, God, I want that for us. I want it so bad. I want people to stop fighting with each other because we're all <laughs> fans of the same thing. And why do we have to keep going, ah, oh, you know, you critical idiots, you know, I don't like the trilobite or whatever. <laughs> Other people are going like, oh, those stupid, dumb aliens fans. They're just bugs now because of James Cameron. I mean, like, shut the fuck up. Enjoy it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> children stop fighting (laughs) sorry i had to put on my mum voice um (laughs) i just i just really want this series to be the uniting factor where we can go fuck yeah that's alien just like the mandalorian was for for star wars oh my god can you imagine if we get a mandalorian level (gasps) success for this thing i will it's possible my hat (laughs) it's possible it really is i'll eat your hat too i'll eat everybody's fucking i'll eat jamie's hat i'll eat that one yeah yeah uh, one thing that I, I will tell you that I am so fucking thrilled about because you guys know for three years or more, I've been like, they need to get someone who loves this series. They need to get someone who loves Alien. They need to get someone passionate. They need to get someone with a story to tell. Fucking A, they got Noah Hawley. Someone who's like, no, I have a story to tell. I love this series. I know what it's about. I've broken it down. They did it. Disney did it. They didn't go with like, oh, hey, can you make an Alien movie? That was a good music video can you come over here we're going to tell you what to do but you know um they're not they're not doing that they're saying hey no we want someone in here who's passionate and they took up uh the slack that fox notoriously just dropped the ball with uh you know they could have done this before but they said no no we don't want to do this um and disney swooped in and said no this probably is a good idea because of his relationship with um effects and the films or in the shows that he's done so i i'm i'm so thrilled now let's get into the comments and just one quick thing i was just thinking about earlier before we get to the comments um i was reading an interview last night with the director of sound of metal which uh is that Riz ahmed uh, vehicle on amazon on prime that is a very very cool movie about deafness have you guys seen it yet no 
Um, anyway, check it out. You'll like it. Um, and and he he's a first time director. He's edited a lot of things and he's been behind uh, the scenes with other productions in the past. But this was the first thing that he got to like helm from the beginning. And the interview was talking about how uh, he was mentioning that he shot on 35 millimeter. And and the interviewer was like, wow, it's it's like, how did you how did you get to do that? And he was like, I didn't get to do it. I had to fucking fight as hard as I could. Because if when you're in any kind of a studio system, you don't get to like nothing is handed to you. You have to fight for everything you get. Noah Hawley is the epitome, I think, of a fighter. Noah Hawley is somebody who has been in positions where he has had to really prove the business case of some pretty wacky shit. And he has done it on the merits of his storytelling ability and his ability to corral people together. And it's gotten him to a place now where he is established, not like Ridley Scott, but not very far away from that. Uh, he has this huge production company. He has this track record. He has power. He has negotiating power. Now, if he were making this under the Disney imprint somehow, he would not have that at the table. But he's making this not only just on Hulu, he's making this on FX. And FX's brand is and has been edgy, auteur-driven, risk-taking mm -hmm. stuff. And that's why I've always really appreciated that channel. So Disney positioning this on FX in particular, not even just on Hulu, but on FX, is sending a very clear signal, which is that this will be gory. This will be, this will be intense. This will be pretty much whatever Noah Hawley wants it to be. And because, as you said, he cares about this property a lot, I think what we're going to get is going to be fucking, I think this is going to be amazing. I'm so excited. Yeah, I know you guys are like hedging your bets a little bit and you're kind of like, you know, oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to stay cool. You know me, I don't do that. Like, I'm going to be fucking so excited <laughs> about this thing and I'm going to be like so prepared to be so excited. And if I'm let down, whatever, I don't care. I'm just happy that the franchise is still going. I'm happy that Disney has plans for it. I'm happy that even though it's not going to make them a ton of money, I'm happy that they are clearly positioning it as a marquee franchise. I'm clear, I'm glad that they're saying in these statements that they're making that this is one of the most important franchises in the history of science fiction and horror because it is a foundational element of that this is something that's being treated with respect by people who care about it and you're right jamie like fox you know there were people within fox who loved it incredibly passionately but the company itself did not shepherd it properly and uh, and and we'll see maybe this is the beginning of a really good new era for this thing that we care about so deeply i'm gonna shut up let's talk about the comments oh uh, yeah i can't pull them up all the way in the on the page for whatever reason it just i only see like facebook's four. fucking crazy dude i i know it, i i don't i don't there's 94 comments i can see four of them and then i <laughs> i don't understand this yeah i don't know why it's doing that either i, I tried I'm to bring grab my up. ipad and see if i can we want to read these things guys comments holy cow oh no 95. that's why it said most relevant if you go all comments it comes up uh, Seth Holbrook says the best part of all of it, this is that the new story of Alien can take its time to introduce new stories, new characters, and most importantly, the fear, the dread, the unknown of the Xenomorph. I cannot wait. I think that's. I'm really still not statement. able to. I, 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 this is <laughs> Do you want me to read them out? <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah. I, so the the most recent one that I have is Stephen Gray at nine minutes ago giving a thumbs up. And I cannot go above that. Yeah, I I've, got, I don't... I've got all 93 comments. How Let's hear you... them, Clara. Let's do it. <laughs> Mother sure. 9000 reads the comments. <laughs> um, and, and Seth has also said, also not on Netflix, so you know it won't get canceled after second or third season. That's <laughs> or first. Well, I, w one thing interesting uh, about the investor call today, this is how you fucking do it. Yeah, all of the stuff going on with Disney, notwithstanding, you know, the ethical stuff that we were talking about earlier. This is how you get the hype train going. This is how you set up a, a streaming service. This is how you get people excited for the future. Netflix doesn't do any of this shit. They might have a, a, a convention. There might be a convention where they do a little bit of presentation. They don't do anything like this. And Netflix, they're usually always worried about the next thing. Netflix is about quantity. They are not about quality. That's why there's so much garbage on the, on, on the streaming series. So hats off to Disney, Fox, Hulu, or whatever, for really taking the time to do this because they blew up the fucking internet today with all of this information. Um, Patrick's saying, I can't take any more news. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I'm, I, am, I am overwhelmed. With the, I, I, like, I, I'm looking at these like screenshots people took of the, of the, of the presentation background and trying to like make sense of it. It's just... 
it is overwhelming the amount of properties that we just i mean it really mm-hmm. feels like i was hitting the head really hard and i didn't like realize it and now i'm it's just like christmas like day half like uh, yeah but it's it's i mean i was you know we're talking to micah about this earlier and, and my sister and we were like man i wonder like if how much of this is going to be good i mean there's so much shit being announced right now um i don't know I, i'm a little bit skeptical that it's going to be great but who knows they they make magic. I still can't read the comments. So Claire, if you want to keep yeah. going. It's okay. Just whatever ones you find interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next comment is from Michael Floyd. Movies are, sorry, movies anymore are too polarizing and seldom live up to the hyper expectation. Uh, we wait 10 plus years for a two hour adventure. A show will allow so much more storytelling context and bypasses all the pressure of a one shot make or break movie. True. And let's be real. Production companies are for profit. If movies underperform, it's unlikely though that we will keep getting them. It's true. This yeah. is going to be a litmus test for an alien film or whatever they do next. That's what I think. I don't think it's done for, from the theaters. I think they're like, let's take a step back and let's see if there's a life. And if they set it on Earth, number one, it's cheaper. Number one, they can, it, it is. You said this earlier, Patrick, didn't you? That it was cheaper to set it on Earth because they can film it in their backyard. They can film it in Vancouver. I hope they don't film it in Vancouver. Um, or Australia, you know, they could. Oh, man, I'm Fox so has, stalking that set. We're bringing you know. the COVID back. <laughs> that would probably happen, too. Yeah, that would happen. Um, uh, um, Michael Floyd says, the problem is the alien universe is... Uh, gotten so large and so expanded comics games novels movies etc that many fans have decided uh, or hold faithful to their own canon everything is up for debate i know some who ignore everything after aliens some who think avp is canon a <laughs> few fandoms are as divisive as alien uh, no, because it's been 41 years and enormously expanded uh, by multiple medias um stephen gray says i'm just really concerned about how something you will be embraced by the majority of casual fans. They have a tendency to scream the loudest. And when it comes to um, just wanting to see aliens, Marines and Cameron's film, uh, when they, sorry, when given something different, it's been generally shunned more than embraced. And if not catering to those buzz points, I'm hopeful that it will be more so this time around. Uh, Let's have a look. Trying to find some comments from different people. Oh, I can see Patrick's comment. <laughs> where, I'm, where I'm saying, sorry, guys, I just noticed that we were lying, <laughs> We have a lot of comments to catch up on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Um, Mark uh, Guajardo. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sorry if I'm butchering your name. Uh, with the time period, it's possible they can show Peter Whalen in. Uh, the age from the TED Talk or possibly connecting to Blade Runner with the time period. Yeah, what about a Blade Runner-esque look Earth? Like, how awesome would that be? Like, I'm not into linking Blade Runner and Alien at all, but I would love to see the very similar aesthetic. I love it. (laughs) I would not, actually. I would rather see a... where we're... our trajectory right now, which is dystopia, which is distance, and it is... um, I mean, if they use the not too distant future and there are there are other pandemics happening or one never left, so there's already distance. It's global warming has taken over, things are dark, things are brutalist, maybe a brutalist aesthetic, things have shut down. I think I would like that. I don't I feel like the the look of Blade Runner would distract me from Alien. Although, like we were saying earlier. If it's a great story and the characters are amazing, I wouldn't give one shit. I'd be like, oh my God, this is awesome. So on its <laughs> on its face, I would say I want to keep that, you know, with Blade Runner. Um, but if it worked, I suppose I would be down for anything. I feel like I mean, they've done that already with Covenant. You know, that scene with Daniels in the, her apartment and it's snowing and then you look I still at haven't seen Blade that, Runner 2049 and thing. it's snowing. It's just, it seemed like the same thing to me. <laughs> it's clearly a crossover. And also, also Deckard's a replicant. Daniels' last name is... <laughs> Deckard is actually Walter. Is Stille- it's, yeah. <laughs> Stilline's um, daughter, Daniels. There, there's something... Stilline's daughter. There's something interesting, though... Uh, 
you know, if, so and I, I say, first off, I say this to somebody who has Cyberpunk 2077 sitting downstairs, a game I've been waiting for since before I got married 300 years ago, and I'm not <laughs> playing it yet for this live stream. That's how much I love you all. Um, and that is, of course, the Cyberpunk aesthetic is very much a Blade Runner 2019 aesthetic. I, I adore everything about that. I don't think it would fit well. I, I think the 2049 look would be a little better if they were mm -hmm. going that route because it feels a little bit more in line with our universe. But there's a big difference, which is that the universe that Blade Runner takes place in is very explicitly not the universe we live in. It's a side universe. It's like mm -hmm. it's the, the whole thing is is you know an alternate history, basically going back to the 60s and what that world would look like if certain decisions were made. So of course the reason why. Um, you know, Los Angeles and, and the world of Blade Runner looks the way it does is because it's a megalopolis that is basically the only surviving city on the West Coast of the United States, right? The same reason Night City in, 27, in, in Cyberpunk 2077 looks the way it does. It's, it's just an enormous city where humanity has coalesced. The events that we at least have access to about the world that the events of Alien come, came from don't suggest to me, although maybe Clara has other information on this, no, that it is uh, parallel like the, to our right. world. I think it's, it is actually, it's the, actually in the, our continuity. Yeah. yeah. So in in Blade Runner, um, they weren't able to stop global warming, and that's why they built the seawalls. Whereas Peter Whelan's has successfully stopped global warming. So that's a really big thing to retcon. <laughs> right. Right. A major character doing that. Um, and of course, like there's there's other things in regards to like technology going off world. Um, although I love the aesthetic of Blade Runner, I love the Blade Runner universe, and I love the Alien universe. They are so very far apart. And maybe one day they'll be united. Who knows? Maybe Disney will eventually buy out the IP. Oh, my and God. They're going to buy Warner Brothers can... next. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then yeah. I can try to figure out a way to make those two worlds exist together. But until All then... of the films for the next 10 years coming from Warner Brothers will premiere on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> and yeah. Disney Plus. Uh, I, actually, I hope because it is set in, on earth it is not set in america i hope it's set in a different country really i really oh yeah I let's stay see, away like, from america people I, of color i want to see people with disabilities i want to see you know lgbtiq people you know just a range of different people in the universe i don't want to just see able-bodied really strong tough guys bashing up people <laughs> yeah as much as that is entertaining and i, I want to point out for those of you who don't know, Noah, Noah Hawley is a is a very like staunch and outspoken feminist. His mother was a was a, like a, a really big figure in new wave. I think new wave feminism. Uh, she was an author and like a public figure in that. So he was raised by her, like as his like the, his hero. And he's written uh, pretty extensively. There's an amazing medium article about this, about his relationship with feminism and things. So he's somebody who uh, like understands. I think. Uh, not, not to say, I mean, there's intersectionalities, obviously, with feminism and some of the other groups that you were mentioning, Clara. But, but I, I think the, my point being that, like, he's somebody who has an eye on people who aren't just white men. You know, he has an eye on people who aren't just the people that we always see. And I think uh, that bodes well for some of his character decisions. I hope he chooses people that don't necessarily look like who you might expect. Yeah, yeah. I like the diverse casting in um in Legion. Yes. Very yeah. yeah. And, and like. What's it, it, they, they weren't like just uh, what you call it. That these characters were so much more deeper than the superficial label that they're usually given, you know, in the world. So I hope to see more of that in Alien. Yeah. Sorry, you go, Jamie. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, I was just gonna say what I do love about Noah Hawley as well is he lets its art, his art, his art, his work, even though it's collaborative, speak for itself. All of those things that both of you guys said are true, and I hope they include all of those things. But again, much like Ripley, I hope it's debuted without commentary. Do it. Include people. Make it diverse. Do whatever you want to. Don't fucking say what this show's about. Don't say it's about a big penis trying to rape people. You know, like, let the show be what it is without producers and executive producers or anyone saying two days before the show comes out or a week before the show comes out. Yeah, we really feel like this is an allegory for such and such. All of those things, and even if it is, and even if we walk away feeling like, oh my God, this is speaking to me powerfully because it reminds me of this or whatever, that's great. But let the art tell you what it is. Don't yeah. let other people tell you what the art is trying to tell you. Yeah. That's exactly. what, what good art is. And that's yeah. what's let it, let been it mean what it means for yeah. fans. Yeah. That's, that's our fun to have. You know, fuck yeah. up with your explanations. <laughs> That's why books are so amazing because we can open a book and we can all be affected by a book in a very different way because we're all reading it and we're imbuing it with 
our own life experiences and all of those things. But no one's telling you, I mean, I suppose if you want to go read reviews about a book and people can get all into it before you read the book, you can have that spoiled for you as opposed to, uh, in terms of what that book might mean, the allegory or whatever. But oftentimes you hear oh, this book is great. You buy it, you read it and it works on its own merits or it doesn't. I just really hope they stay away from the commentary. I really, before have all the kind of commentary you want after it's released, but stay away from it before let us decide what it is. Yeah, make the artwork. But you know what? That's what FX. I mean, in my experience of yep. FX series so far, that's what I agree. It, they're they're all. I mean, look at like. First off, I want to say I do have to get to Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, and there are people in the comments who are commenting that they paused the game. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> we are all like really wanting it, so I do have to go pretty soon. But I want to say, like, if you look at a series like Fargo again, which I'm going back to, it has had a very diverse range of leads in it, including, you know, native, there's a native American lead in the second season. There's been, you know, of Chris rock was the lead in this, in this most recent season. It's been it, people of all different, you know, backgrounds, uh, you know, by POC color uh, people by POC color. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, it's, I, I think, I think, I think he uh, knows what he's doing in that regard. And I do not ever feel preached to whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, I don't feel like it's being marketed to me as like a social justice thing, which it should, it should be marketed as a piece of artwork with social justice themes in it that we can draw from, but like, yeah, give us art and let us fucking decide what it means. You know? Um, I feel like we're going to get that. Yeah, I really do. I agree. I agree. Uh, this has been going on for, we've been doing this for a while. I think this is a good place to end it. What do you guys think? I, I think yeah. it's great. Can I'm I, just laughing I, by how many people are playing 2077 <laughs> right now and pausing. Oh. So can, can I be like unashamedly plug a bit of like Dane's Sure. Art? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so at the moment, uh, everyone, um, Dane is. Uh oh. <laughs> she disappeared. Uh -oh. <laughs> the mother room. Uh, you got to turn yeah. off your background. Turn off your background. Yeah, I'll turn it off. Uh, let me see. What if she's just been in like a flaming pile? Like, you had no idea <laughs> she's got she like the blanket from Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> invisibility cloak. Yes, the invisibility uh, cloak. We have we. I, I sent you the video I made with the kids over the summer where we we have a green yes. screen invisibility cloak. It's fucking awesome. Now you can see my laundry basket. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, I love that. Um, one. Dane's print. Um, he's done a limited edition amount of prints, and we're selling it on his store online. So usually it's like the price has gone up to 129, but if you are watching this now, um, I will actually change it back to a hundred. <laughs> just Whoa. watches. Um, so if you jump, I'll chuck a link on to perfect organism. If that's okay with you, Jamie. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I will change the price uh, back to a hundred. Uh, and then you will be able to go and buy and own this beautiful piece just for you at home. And it's just, it's wonderful. I really That's love so it. That's so great. <laughs> gorgeous. It's gorgeous. That, that particular piece was one that I talked about a shitload in the months leading up to Covenant because it was, it was, or was it leading, did it come out before Covenant? Yeah, it never came out as the cover of the book. Well, first, it's the, the cover of the art book. book. It's the cover of the art book for Covenant. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it also, but I feel like it was released before the film came out because I remember distinctly talking about it a shitload in in the Wayland Yutani group, um, and and we were all con convinced that it was Shaw. And I remember that was like specifically. That's uh, right. And I remember right. I, I was like very afraid. I was like, oh my god, that's terrifying. What's happened Ooh, to her? You know? It's not. It's not even working on this anymore. <laughs> is that the art right, book? Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah, I love Gorgeous. that. Yeah. And, that's and a great it's above. Book too. It's above the doorway in in David's lab, and he's it's only done. Oh yeah. Right. And we've we've only got a few left. So if, <laughs> if you want, awesome. pick one of those up, people. All right. We'll we'll drop the link um on the comments or wherever. We'll post it when we. I think we should re release the audio of this as an, just as an episode, throw it up there just so yeah, all well, the people right? who aren't, you know. Um, so thank you everybody for watching. Steven, Alexander House, Michael Floyd, Mark Guajardo, sorry, Perry Chicos. I think um, it's Guajardo. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and Guajardo? say that it's Guajardo. I, I, if, Guajardo. If I'm wrong, okay. Mark, you can you can tell me that. But I, I've seen your name many times. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Guajardo. Indie Geek Girl, thanks for watching. Um, so many great people in here. Uh, this is really an exciting time. Now we're in the roll-up to the the uh, an Alien release, which is some of the most exciting times to be an Alien fan, even when the films don't even, maybe they don't satisfy us or whatever. This time is so much fun. 
you know, what our imagination is doing, everyone sort of coalescing around uh, a new release. And it's essentially we're getting, I would say, let's just say this series is going to be eight episodes. So eight hours worth of a new alien live action show. I mean, that's going to be, there's going to be so much to talk about. There's going to be so much, and hopefully we'll see things here and there, maybe set photos, leaks, casting announcements, more uh, information about what the story's about. We're going to see like Blomkamp be. production art from like oh, yeah. five. We'll see <laughs> Sigourney Weaver on set. I can't <laughs> wait for new characters. Oh my god, I'm just yeah. I'm really excited. Like I know Me I'm too. really big on the androids and the aliens, but honestly, I I want to see more human stories and characters. I, I've yeah. you've turned me into a Jamie. Yay! <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> That's funny though, Clara, because uh, with twenty forty nine, I end up doing what you do. Like I, I when I watch the movie, I'm like, oh look, there's the symbol for water. Oh, you can see it again here. Yeah. <laughs> when I love a film, I do that. So I, I hear you. So thanks everybody for watching. Uh, thanks, thanks for tuning guys. in. This will be available in audio format tomorrow. Um, it's really exciting time to be an alien fan. And uh, if you want to support us, go to uh, perfectorganism.com forward slash support, sign up for Patreon, get a free show frame rate, two bucks a month. Anything else, Patrick? Uh, just uh, I'll see many of you in Night City tonight. So uh, oh, see you soon. You're breathtaking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys. Thank you, you guys for later. coming on Mother 9000. See you guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Clark. For more on Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, please visit perfectorganism.com. Perfect Organism is available for listen or download through Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Spotify. If you'd like to support the show, please visit perfectorganism.com forward slash support. Thank you.